Proclaim My Word in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio, bring you Victory is in the Praise. The purpose of this Bible study is to help you live God's Word daily and help increase your faith and trust in Him. This show is made possible by listeners like you. To support Proclaim My Word, go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the Donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. Welcome to Proclaim My Word as we continue with our study entitled Victory is in the Praise, produced in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Linda, and I'm here with Carrie Allen, the founder of Proclaim My Word, a ministry dedicated to helping us know God's Word so we can live His Word and have the courage to proclaim His Word, just as the opening theme song encourages us to do. Carrie, before we begin episode two called, What Keeps Me From Praising Him, will you lead us in the opening prayer that can be found in the practice guide? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You, God, are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole being longs for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory, because your merciful love is better than life. My lips will praise you. I bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. I will praise you and proclaim victory over my enemies. On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the night. For you are my help. In the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let all that is within me bless your holy name. I will bless you at all times. Your praises will continually be on my lips and in my heart. For you alone are worthy of all praise. All honor and glory belong to you, Lord, both now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Carrie. Just a reminder for our listeners, if you've downloaded the practice guide, you can follow along with us as we go through each episode. It would be very helpful if you answer the questions, if you're able. You can also meet with a small group, listen to the podcast, and then discuss the questions amongst your small group members. Others enjoy simply doing the study on praise on their own. It's absolutely your choice. As I mentioned earlier, the title of this episode, number two, is What Keeps Me From Praising Him? Carrie, would you please give us a brief recap about what we learned in our first episode? Sure. In our last episode, called Why Praise God, we discussed the number one reason we praise God is because He is worthy of our praise. As Psalm 18, verse 3 says, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Another reason we praise God is because it brings victory by defeating our enemies. As we mentioned in the last episode, Satan cannot stand to be where God is being praised. When we're praising God, we're calling to mind his character as we're focusing on his attributes. The more we learn about his attributes, the more our faith and trust in him increases. 
Praise helps us to know in a deeper way who God is and why we should trust him. Praise helps us to love him more, and that love increases our desire to do his will as we become more aware of our dependence on him. When we praise God, our focus is on him and not on ourselves or our own needs. It is an unselfish prayer to the Lord that helps us be more grateful for all of his blessings. Praise opens us to God's power and grace and brings his presence into our lives and circumstances. When we're praising God, we're communicating with him and it releases his power in our lives. When we praise God, we surrender our will for his. We praise God for our sake and not his. God doesn't need our praises, but as our loving father, he knows that we need to praise him to experience more of his power and presence in our lives, because that's where the victory is. God doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to know that he is always with us and that any battle we're going through belongs to him and he will save us. As it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 15 and 17, Fear not, and be not dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Take your position, stand still, and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf. What God is telling them and us today is, don't be afraid. I will handle this. I am with you always, and I will never leave you. Just trust in me and know that the battle and the victory is mine. And as we said in the last episode, instead of worrying, complaining, or living in fear, instead of saying, why me, Lord? Start praising him as if the battle has already been won because the battle belongs to him and the victory is in the praise. As I said, when we're praising God, we're focusing on him and not on ourselves or our own needs. We're, we're not asking him for anything. We're just praising him for who he is, our heavenly father. If you have a desire for more of God in your life, and if you want a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, make praising part of your daily prayer life. You will never regret it, and you will be blessed because you are doing his will. So let's look at the question, what keeps me from praising him? I love what St. John Paul said in the Ponder, in your practice guide. One must arrange one's life so that everything praises God. One must arrange one's life so that everything praises God. Most of us didn't grow up understanding the importance of praising God, or we have never heard what John Paul said about praise. I know I didn't. So I think that maybe the first thing that has kept us from praising God is not being aware of how important it is to your relationship with God. No one has really told us that we should be praising him and why. Another obstacle that could keep us from praising God is that we might have the wrong image or concept of who our God is. Some people may think of God as a mean and unloving 
eventual God, who is scary. If that's our impression of God, then it would be difficult to praise someone that you fear. But it's interesting how praising him can correct our perceptions, and it can help give us the correct image of who our God really is. He is a loving, merciful, compassionate, and forgiving God. Our Father, who wants nothing for us but joy, happiness, and to spend eternity with him. By praising God, he becomes more present to us in our daily lives, which can only be complete when we place him first, seeking to do his will and not ours. Realizing God's true image happens because praising him helps us to experience his love and can also be healing in the process. Next, we may be telling ourselves, but I don't know how to praise God. Well, we briefly mentioned that in the last episode, but that's not really true. Every time you go to Mass, you're praising God. After all, the purpose of the Mass is to praise and worship Him. In our study on the letter to the Ephesians, we heard St. Paul tell us that we exist for the praise of His glory. We exist, you and I exist for the praise of His glory. In other words, we exist to glorify God, and we glorify Him by praising Him. During the Mass, we're praising God. The whole Gloria is about praising Him as we say, glory to God in the highest. And we worship you. We give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. And we close the Gloria with, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God, the Father. Amen. And before the priest or the deacon proclaims the gospel, and as we are tracing a cross on our foreheads, lips, and hearts, we say, Glory to you, O Lord. And then at the end of the gospel, we respond, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are other parts of the Mass where we praise God and give him honor and glory. So you really do know more about praising God than you may have realized. Again, the main purpose of the Mass is to praise and worship our God, who created us, who loves us, and who forgives us. In a homily in May 2013, Pope Francis encourages us to praise God freely and to come out of ourselves at the Mass. Then, in the homily, he posed a question and said, You here at Mass... Do you give praise to God, or do you only petition God and thank God? Do you praise God? This is something new in our spiritual life, giving praise to God, coming out of ourselves to give praise, spending a little bit of time giving praise. But this Mass is so long. If you do not praise God, you will never know the gratuity of spending time praising God. But if you go with this attitude of joy, of praise to God, that is beautiful. This is what eternity will be, giving praise to God. And that will not be boring. It will be beautiful. 
In this practical study on praise, we're trying to learn to do what St. John Paul said, to arrange our lives so that everything praises God. There's not a, a certain formula. It's simply learning who your God is by focusing on his attributes. And we can look to the scriptures to help us do that, most especially in the Psalms. When I first heard about praising God, I really didn't understand the need for it. I thought, why does God need me to praise him? Surely he doesn't have an ego. But the more I learned about praise and his power, the more I understood that God doesn't need our praises, but that we need to praise him. Everything God asks us to do is because he loves us and he wants all good things for us. Praising him increases our knowledge of him and our love for him grows deeper, as well as our trust for him and in him. Remember what we said in the last episode, that we praise God for our sake and not his? Praising God takes the focus off ourselves and our situation and places the focus totally on him. Sometimes we may fear or feel that we're not worthy to praise him. Well, you may not be worthy, but you are certainly priceless, or he wouldn't have sacrificed his own son to save us, so we could spend eternity with him. Sin is probably the greatest obstacle to praise and worship. Unconfessed sin inhibits God's presence, and it creates a barrier because deep down, you're not comfortable praising God when you're aware of sin in your life, sin that you have not dealt with. King David said in Psalm 66, verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Let's look at King David, who was God's anointed one. He gravely sinned by committing adultery with Bathsheba. And then he arranged to have her husband Uriah killed. David feared that he wasn't worthy because he had sinned. He was greatly distressed about what he had done. But when he confessed his sin, he got right with God. He didn't let his past sins keep him from praising him and being in his presence. As he wrote in Psalm 34, 1-4, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. David's sinful heart was rescued by God's grace. It's the same grace that will rescue us when we sin and then return to him just as David did. The Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart, which is certainly evident because he was constantly praising God. Praising God can help overcome our fears of not being worthy. No matter what we have done in the past, as long as our sins have been confessed, you are forgiven. But many times, although we know that God has forgiven us, we don't always forgive ourselves. This is a result of feeling unworthy and focusing more on ourselves rather than placing our focus on God, 
which is what praise helps us do. It seems to me that the more we look to Jesus, the more we think of him and are aware of all that he has done for us and continues to do for us, the more we will desire to praise him. As I said before, when we praise God, we learn about his attributes and who he really is. We realize how much he has done for us, how much he has sacrificed for us, how much he has forgiven us, how much he has blessed us, and definitely how much he loves us. So praising God is not about being worthy. It's about being obedient. It's about being willing to make a sacrifice for him. And as Pope Francis said, it's about coming out of yourself and putting God first. Other barriers to praising God could be anger, resentment, or unforgiveness in our hearts. Is there anyone in your life, past or present, that you are angry with, resentful of, or you have not been able to forgive for a past hurt? Holding on to those feelings can keep you from praising God. You could even be angry with God. It would be difficult to praise Him when you are bitter towards Him because of disappointments, deaths, or sufferings that you may have experienced. If you're harboring any of these feelings, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you let go of any anger, resentment, or unforgiveness and replace them with the desire and the freedom to praise God. You will never regret it, and you will be blessed. I believe another major thing that keeps us from praising God today is that we're just too busy, and our priorities are skewed. There's a saying, if you're too busy to pray, then you're too busy. The same thing could be said about praising God, couldn't it? If you're too busy to praise Him, then you're too busy. One of Satan's tactics is to keep us so busy with worldly things such as technology, social media, and other distractions that we have convinced ourselves that we don't have time to praise God. So you may need to think about how you spend your time and find a way to make more time to spend with him, even if it's just five minutes a day focusing on him and his attributes. And you can certainly find those by reading and praying the Psalms. You can praise God anywhere and at any time, such as in your car on the way to work or in carpool, while you're holding on the phone for a representative or when you're loading the dishwasher. Other reasons that may keep you from praising him could be that you don't believe God really hears you or that he doesn't have time for you. And that's why he isn't answering your prayers. Nothing could be further from the truth. He doesn't answer our prayers right away for a purpose. And that purpose is for our good. He knows what we need and when we need it, even if it isn't necessarily what we want. It may be difficult to believe, but God's timing is always perfect. Satan wants you to believe as he whispers in your ear that God is not listening to your prayers because he has more important things to do. God waits to answer our prayers, either to change the situation or to change us so he can bless us. Maybe he's even waiting for someone else to change. In the meantime, 
while we're waiting, what should we be doing? Call on him by praising and thanking him in advance for answering your prayers. And that's called faith. Listen to what St. Ambrose said. The Lord is always near to those who sincerely invoke him. That is, those who have recourse to him with upright faith, firm hope, and perfect charity. In fact, he knows what you stand in need of even before you ask him for it. He is always ready to meet the needs of those who serve him faithfully. Just as we love spending time with those we love, God loves spending time with us, and he wants you to love spending time with him. Remember what we talked about in our last episode, what the Catechism said about praise in Article 2639? Praise embraces the other forms of prayer and carries them toward him who is its source and goal. One God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. I think that's awesome, knowing that when we're praising God, we're sending all of our prayers to him. We're sending them to his throne in heaven. God knows what we need and when we need it, even before we do. So never doubt that he loves you and is concerned about your concerns. Remember, that is not what Satan wants you to believe, and he will do anything he can to distract you and keep you from praising God. Another obstacle to praising God is when you feel that you don't have any apparent reason to praise him. This can happen when people are dealing with deep pain and hurt in their lives. They have been hurt so badly that they have closed their hearts to the Lord. This can happen when people leave the church and or their faith. Inner healing and forgiveness can open a closed heart, giving them reason and purpose to praise God. This is why focusing on Him through our praises instead of focusing on ourselves and our situation is so important in helping us grow in our faith and allowing the Holy Spirit to heal and change us. What about when we just don't feel like praising God for whatever reason? Well, it really doesn't matter how we feel. We praise Him because the Word of God tells us to, and we know that He desires it. But most importantly, because He is worthy of our praise, and it's one of our greatest gifts to God, and one of our greatest weapons against our enemies. You may be feeling sad, depressed, lonely, or even feeling that things are hopeless. But remember, praise is a weapon that can change those feelings into joy and hope, and trust. So maybe the best time to praise him is when you don't feel like it, because that's when you're making a real sacrifice, and you praise him anyway. I believe that's the time of God's greatest blessings and even miracles. Jesus didn't feel like suffering and going to the cross for us, but he did, because he wanted to do the will of his Father. And he knew what his sacrifice would mean to each one of us. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
Note that it doesn't say, only when things are great in my life. Rather, it says, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. When we praise God, even though we don't feel like it, we're saying what Jesus said. Thy will be done, Father, yet not my will, but yours be done. Jesus made the greatest sacrifice of all time. Our sacrifice of praise may not be the greatest sacrifice ever, but to our Lord, it is a great sacrifice. Praising God helps keep us from giving up, most especially when we want to give up and say, what's the use? By praising God, we have nothing to lose and everything to gain. There's a song by the Georgia Mass Choir called, I Still Have a Praise, that sometimes is even sung at funerals. And some of the words are, I have been through the fire, and I have been through the flood, broken in pieces and left all alone. But through it all, God kept me, and I still have a praise inside of me. Let me tell you what my praise is. There is a praise in my spirit, a praise down in my soul, a glory hallelujah that cannot be controlled. And I still have a praise inside of me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. What the song is saying is that no matter what I'm going through, there will always be a praise for the Lord inside of me. Intentionally praising God on a daily basis gives us hope. And it helps us to increase our faith and our trust in Him. It puts God first in our lives. It's an act of the will to praise God, even when we don't feel like it, as I said before. When you don't feel like praising God, then ask the Holy Spirit to help lead you into praising Him. Again, by praising God, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. You can begin with short, simple praises like, Lord, you are worthy of my praise, or holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Just keep repeating that praise and let go of yourself and let the Holy Spirit take over. If you're feeling an aversion to praise and just uncomfortable with praising God, or maybe you're concerned about what other people might think, only be concerned about what God thinks. Again, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what the obstacle or the block might be because you were created to praise God, as it says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 21. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Let me repeat that, Linda. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Thank you very much, Carrie. So much great topics and thoughts to to ponder. And I just want to remind everyone, you are listening to Victory is in the Praise Bible Study on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. And we're going to jump right into Proclaim My Word Unplugged. 
And this is, again, the time that, to ask questions and really get the wisdom that Carrie has, particularly on this topic of praise. So Carrie, so many places to go, but I'm going to go first with there's always a praise inside of us. Isn't that beautiful? It is. It is. So I'm sure there are people listening saying, what if I've never done it? And what if I don't feel that way? Talk a little bit that there's always a praise inside of us. Well, first of all, we have to think and know that we always have something to praise God for. Always. And I would start thinking about, well, what are those things? Well, you can take out the litany of praise or the praises from Scripture, and that'll tell you that just a, a few Lord, you are my champion and my shield. You are my strength and my song. You are the only truth. You are my healer. You are my provider. Just think of those words, all that he is to you. And that should help keep a praise inside of you. And use the, the litany of praises until you come up with your own praises. Exactly, yeah. That's a that's great advice because it is... We want to have some things on the tip of our tongue, and it takes a little while to kind of build that muscle. But um, I know that you said also that the best time to praise him is when we don't feel like praising him. Right, because that's when you're making the greatest sacrifice. Ah, yes. Yeah. The greatest sacrifice. So St. Therese, uh, you also said about obedience. And I know when you talked about sacrifice, which is related to that obedience, St. Therese of Lisieux, she said sac that love is nourished by sacrifices. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's a beautiful quote, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more we sacrifice for him, the deeper our love for him grows. Think about the sacrifice that Christ made for us. And that should make you aware of the depth of his love for us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they go together. Yeah. Love and obedience, sacrifice and obedience. And we're bringing the, uh, we're just kind of bringing part of heaven straight down when we're praising. Totally. Well, we are joining our praises with the, the angels and saints in heaven. It's like we're, we're uh, when we get to heaven, we're going to know what to do because <laughs> we're kind of doing praise 101 right here on earth <laughs> getting practice <Yeah. laughs> and the other thing that comes to mind is you say that to there's always a praise inside of me well because god is constant god doesn't kind of come and go or is less than he he is i am but he's always the attributes are unchanging Oh, that, right. And so there's always, we can just grab onto those attributes right. at any time. Because it's, again, not about us, it's about him. Right. And he never changes, but w hopefully we do. Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose, again, of the praises, to help us change, to become more like him, which is how we were created to be in his image and likeness. Yeah, and our spiritual walk is sort of like, I don't know if it's echocardiogram or whatever, EKG, um, it goes up and down. And I see praise as kind of that constant that the more we do it, that we can take out some of those valleys and continue exactly. to focus on him versus going in the pit of the problem of the day, problem du jour, and then, oh, I feel good because something good happened. Then I feel bad when something doesn't because we're no different exactly. than anyone and, else. And you keep that constant praise going that, like you said, the valleys aren't as deep. Mm-hmm. And maybe the highs aren't as high, and maybe it sort of evens itself out, keeping that praise inside of you. Mm -hmm. I think that's um, that's a good thing to remember. Keep a praise, no matter how you feel at the time. Mm -hmm. Find something to praise him for. Yeah, because the lows and the highs, from an emotional standpoint, 
for something other. It's outside of us. We can't, something great happened to us or something bad happened to us. But then we're just sort of like just bobbing up and down. Right. I used to tell <laughs> when I was doing life presentation, Bible studies, um, I would tell people when things are going great, remember this too shall pass <laughs> so that, you know, when you're, you're in that deep valley, this too shall pass. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you need to remember because it's only a matter of time before something's going to come. But we exactly. don't want to be dependent on just external forces. That's right. We want to go to our God who is constant. Right. And we're all going to suffer. We're all going to have to make sacrifices. But our suffering can have a purpose. Exactly. And that's what, yeah, that's the redeeming quality of it. You mentioned fear of the, you actually said being, sometimes we don't praise the Lord because we fear him as a scary, vengeful God, like a punishing God. Mm -hmm. But then there's fear of the Lord, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Would you contrast them a little bit? Well, fear of the Lord is a holy fear. Your fear is from, comes from wanting to do his will and afraid you might not be compliant with his will or obedient to his will. You're afraid of displeasing him. But the other fear we talked about is a lot of people think that the God of the Old Testament is a tyrant and mean and punishing God. And that's not true. That's not true. Everything he did, he did with a purpose for our good and not to harm us. And he remembered all those covenant promises. Absolutely. Even throughout time, not just us, but all the humanity before us, letting him down time and time again. Right. The other thing you... I love what you just said about that we fear displeasing him Mm -hmm. because that reminds me one of the thoughts I had when you were going through the commentary is praise really allows us to step in that childlike faith Mm -hmm. that we really Mm -hmm. are more childlike, not childish, but childlike. Right. We know that you see kids like on the playground or if you put a praise song on with kids, they're going to start dancing. They're not going to, they're going to start praising him. They're going to be smiling and exuberant and they're going to make us smile and bring us out of our kind of stony cold hearts. We know that because they're childlike. So we really want to become become just like them and that's what we're called to do and that's why when when jesus called uh, god abba father abba is like saying daddy mm-hmm. daddy I'm, i i love you daddy daddy i praise you and here's why i praise you and it's true you're right it's becoming like a child again yeah when i i've noticed that when i've started we're praying with someone if they're going through a tough time or just praying is i'm starting with the praise in the beginning mm-hmm and because it really does just sort of change the whole perspective when you do that and you i guess get rid of that little like checklist of what you want to pray for Mm -hmm. because you really immediately it just makes you more into his divine will Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. as you're doing it you're saying how wonderful the lord is or what attributes he has you realize that your probably probable solution in it is probably not that great is that that's right that his solution is much greater than yours and you and better and better. better and you're about to give it out you know right. say like what you want you're praying for and then you're like i have no idea what yeah. is best in this situation yeah. only lord would know and sometimes he doesn't answer our prayers because of the way we want him to answer because he says i want more for you exactly i we, want more for you we expect so little right yeah. we expect so little and we don't want to wait to that part where we said in this episode, last episode, is that the we want to know, we we have the wrong position in the battlefield. 
Mm -hmm. And it says about watching your victory come. Like there's a part of like, let's watch the movie because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have to be patient, step back from it, trust the Lord, praise him in the meantime, and then watch him show up. How wonderful that is. That's what you call trust. Mm -hmm. Surrender. Yeah. And it makes everything, the experience of waiting so much better because if you sit there and try to calculate everything and anxious all along, then you're just wasting your life waiting for this next step to happen. And it takes the burden off you and places it on him. Mm-hmm. He's got big shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does. Yes. He doesn't want us burdened and overloaded mm-hmm. and anxious. Mm-hmm. That must doesn't be, want us living in fear. Mm-hmm. Must be one of the most, most uh, disappointing things for the Lord that he's given us and blessed us with so much. And he wants us to have eternal viewpoint and, and perspective. Right. And then we're just, really focused on the this minute and you know the our our life here on earth is so short Mm -hmm. so short compared to eternity yes yeah and sometimes i think we forget that and and by praising god we're we're preparing ourselves for eternity you saying that that quote that is in the practice guide which i'm gonna say if you haven't already downloaded that practice guide to definitely go and download it because it's different than the other Bible studies we've done. Every time that you do a study guide or practice guide, you're going to get a lot more information, but particularly because praise is something we do. We just don't read about it, but it gives you a lot of practice in the study guide. So I really encourage you to do it. But one of the things that Carrie, you mentioned and is in the, uh, in the study guide as well, or practice guide is the St. John Paul II, that one must arrange one's life so that everything praises God. Isn't that beautiful? It's beautiful and so uh, practical. Right. And it makes you kind of take an inventory of your life and think, what parts of my life am I not praising God? Mm-hmm. In what I have, the things I have, in, in what I say, in how I live my life, am I praising God? And what do do other people see me, not necessarily hear my words, but do they see me praising God? And the first thing you need before you praise God, it takes a commitment of time, of some, even if it's a minute. That's right. But the two things I see is that arranging one's life, so you actually are setting yourself up up for success, that you aren't, I mean, in our society, we'll spend many time, much time watching binge watching xyz but if we took that out and just said okay that's gone then are we too busy to praise him right what if a family that binge watched things together said okay let's like for a month let's just praise the lord during that time see can what you, happens can you imagine what would happen to our world it's mind-boggling it, especially right now when things are so tenuous if if we were all spending more time praising him how things would change. I almost have a a picture of houses. You know, when you see like, if it's in London or something, you see like the Charles Dickens and you see all the homes Mm -hmm. and you see the little smoke coming through all the stacks because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you're watching the Christmas Carol or something like that. And if you said that smoke were praises going up Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. the Lord, Mm -hmm. how incredibly powerful that would be. That would be amazing, like incense that takes our prayers up to the Lord. Yes, that just yeah. gives us that visual of what's happening. And But I think that is a quote that I would like everyone, I know I'll do it myself, is to take that and say, 
uh, one must arrange one's life so that everything praises God. So do that inventory that you mentioned. Go through and say, do I set my life up so that I can have time for praise? Because maybe we'll realize that it's an excuse that we have. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we want to commit to to do. And then let the Lord show us what he can do through that. And it would also be helpful when trying to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Will this decision praise God if I go this direction or this direction? Which direction will help praise him? Yes. The attributes that you mentioned, too, that when we go back and in the litany of praise, the other thought that came to mind is that's a perfect way to start to really focus on the attributes so that we can model them. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's kind, he's merciful. We could start there and spend the rest of our life perfecting that. Yeah, you think that what well, that's what it means that we're created in his image and likeness? <laughs> <laughs> that we actually should and yeah. could be moving more along. But yeah, yeah. That... so we can actually. Mm-hmm. So let's look at what the godly attributes are so we can pick some of them to try to work on in our everyday actions. And ask the Holy Spirit to give them to us. Yes. I think sometimes we ask for too little. Mm-hmm. Yes, we asked for too little. And you had mentioned about healing, that when we praise, there's a healing that mm-hmm. often happens. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are praying for healing. Mm-hmm. Give a little bit of thoughts on that, about healing and praise, the relationship. Well, in the areas that we need healing, we're focusing, obviously, on our either our bodies, our minds, our situation, our families, instead of turning it over, even if it's an illness, turning it over to the Lord and praising him through it, not necessarily for it, but praising him through it. Like I said, when I was going through a difficult time uh, with my family, the praising didn't change my situation. My prayers weren't answered the way I wanted them to be answered. They were answered in a way I couldn't see until many years later. Yeah, and the praise for, we can praise him for what can come of the situation. Exactly. And that's why we can thank him, not for the situation, but the good that can come from the situation. And then that also is sort of reminding ourselves of the trust. And that's something I think when we say out loud, because trust is one of those things we always have to work work on. That when we say, I'm praising you for what you can do in this situation for all the lives that can be changed for the better. Yes. All that I have seen and not seen, I praise you for. So this is a maybe maybe a hard question, maybe, okay. a, maybe a stumper, but... I'll tell you if it's a stumper. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard people saying that praising God in heaven will be boring. Like, is that <laughs> all, there be, all we'll be doing up there is praising the Lord? I don't know what we're, other than praising him, I don't know what we're going to be doing, but I have a really strong feeling we're not going to be bored. (laughs) I think we're going to be just in awe of his majesty, of his whole being. I think we're just going to be, it's going to be the biggest party ever. If there's always a praise in us now, here. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we, when we actually come face to face and we see him in his full glory, we're going to realize that what we were praising him for on earth wasn't nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Wasn't nearly enough. 
we're going to have so many more praises when we come face to face with him. Or it's like the tip of the iceberg of just one of those attributes. Right. And in the Psalms, there's the theophanies that you'll see throughout different parts of scripture where we talk, you know, how powerful he is, whether it be the fire or, you know, the earthquake or the wind or whatever type of imagery that's used, but it's nothing compared. Nothing. And we know that he is holy, but when we get to heaven, we are going to see his true holiness. Hmm. And that's going to be astounding. So in preparation for that, obviously we're going to be want to move more and more to become a, to sanctify ourselves, to have the Lord sanctify us and to take actions to help lead a sanctified life right. to be holy. So and, we can kind of enter that holy of holies. Right. And praising helps us do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what praising does. Yes. For now us. I'm kind of, I'm more convinced than I was when I started this study. <laughs> <laughs> good. I hope everybody is. Yes, that's good. And you also mentioned in the mass, there's a oh. lot of, a parts that we praise the Lord. And also too, we have the scriptures contained in the mass where there could be praising of the Lord in particularly the Psalms, like we've talked about a lot, but I do notice in penitential seasons where they take out some of those words mm-hmm. like the Alleluia mm-hmm. by the end of that penitential season, we oftentimes are wanting to get back to praising him. Right. Right. We should be in full blown praise mode (laughs) at the end of the Lenten season. Um, And having it taken away for a short time, I I think just increases our awareness and our need for him and our appreciation and our gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that we have so many ways in our faith to interact with the Lord and helps to, to bring us along the way that one of the focus areas being the mass. So if someone thinks that they haven't praised the Lord, but they go to mass, that's the one thing they could do right away is they could just start being more present in mass and noticing those things. Exactly. And that's what I'm hoping this, this, uh, study will help us to become more aware of how we're praising and worshiping. And that's the purpose of the mass that we go to, give something, mm-hmm. not so much get something. We hear people say, well, I don't get anything out of Mass. Well, what are you giving? Exactly. Now, you can't give to God without getting something in return. So I hope that people become more aware of the the depth of our praises through the Mass, through every part of the Mass. So your quote from uh, Pope Francis uh, in his homily back from, I think, 2013. And you, he says, the gratu- we won't know unless we praise God, we won't know the gratuity of spending time praising God. So essentially, we don't know the value. We don't know the value. Right, right. And I love what he said about come out of yourselves. I think to praise God, you have to come out of yourself and not be self-conscious because that's where the pride comes in. Will I look foolish? Will people, what will people think of me? It doesn't matter what they think of you. It matters what he thinks of you. So taking your praise deeper through the mass would be a huge accomplishment, a huge blessing. Yeah. And if you do worry what, and it's natural, what other people think of you or if it's something new and you're not as good at it, you think those are perfect times that when you have that feeling that then you say, okay, that's pride. Redirect to the Lord. Redirect. I don't think there's, uh, there, there isn't a wrong way to praise him. True. There's not a wrong way to praise them. One thing I notice of all the forms of praise, 
we're supposed to have a prayerful heart throughout the day. Right. There's even been you where we're supposed to pray for so many hours a day. And if you're working or taking care of children or whatever you're doing, you think that's impossible. But the one thing is you can praise him so spontaneously throughout the day. Through your thoughts throughout the day. Exactly. It's one of the easiest ways. You might not say, oh, Lord, I'm praying for this or for this person. You know, you might not remember. You might not have your prayer list of people you're praying for. But praising him, when I was trying to learn the Alleluia for doing the readings at Daily Mass, I was doing, uh, say, singing Alleluia in my house all the time. <laughs> but what I finally felt like, okay, I, I got it enough that I can do it at Mass. I kept on doing it in my house uh-huh. <laughs> just spontaneously because I was like, wow, this is so great. I'm praising the Lord even in a different language, right? not in my own. And I also think uh, helping to expose your children to praising God because they're like little sponges. Mm-hmm. So get them now praising him and uh watch them flourish and it makes me think too of of men being you know spiritual leaders that that's an important thing it might not come as natural in some regard but we look at king david it certainly was natural right for him right and he started out as a shepherd boy and ended up a king yeah yeah who would have and he was a big sinner Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and I think this might be this is a uh, uh, Linda thought, not a <laughs> not, thought. not a dog, not dogma, but uh, a Linda thought is that with his up and down where he was a big sinner. But it seems like you have a sense he has this really big sin, but he doesn't get stuck. He does the repentance, you know, like the miserare, and comes back. But I think we don't know this from the scripture, but. The praising him might have been exactly what allowed him to, to come, come back. back. To come back, yeah. And not feel sorry for himself or or say, uh, woe is me, you know, Guilty. I can't go on. And we get stuck in our own um, guilt and uh, fear of lack of worthiness. And praise can help unstuck us. Yeah, you spoke about unworthiness. Yeah. And that could be a real obstacle that's right to praising him but again we're we focus back on the lord so this is it's a great to me praise what i've learned in in these two episodes is that it's a great way to focus on the lord to to know him versus Mm -hmm. to wait for what he's giving me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to communicate with him yeah yeah nothing better than communicating with him and then embracing all of those prayers and taking it to him yeah so one other question that okay. I just um, have to have to ask is um, when you in your own life started praising the Lord and you maybe had a setback and forgot to praise him for a while, like your example that you shared last time or um, you went through tough times in life. What when did you feel like or what did you do that made it just more consistent? I started reading books on praising God, and I started reading the Psalms, and I also started going to a prayer group where we spent a good bit of time praising God, listening to praise music, singing, um, having praise music on at home. I think that's real important. So. That is not only for you, but your family members can also hear the music. It doesn't have to be blazing loud, <laughs> um, but just, you know, in the background. 
And sometimes even at home, I'll play the Gregorian chant because I've heard that Satan really hates that. <laughs> but it's like chalk, nails on a chalkboard for him. So I like to play the Gregorian chant. And I think you saying that of just doing it in your house, like because that's all what St. John Paul II said of arranging your life. Exactly. So you put books and music and then also doing that, particularly the people closest to you, the people that you live with, it does, is an example. Yeah, you know, like you said, with children. I remember years ago, I was talking to a sibling and my parents would buy Christmas presents for all of us. And there was one thing that my my parents had gotten from my niece. And I told my brother, hey, I was able to get it and it was like half off. And my dad was like in a kind of a cranky mood afterwards. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, you shouldn't tell what we spent on presents, you know? And he was just like, it. It was home, I was home for Christmas and it was like kind of like the silent treatment for a couple days. And I kept on being nice to him because that's all you can do. I got what he was saying, but I wasn't gonna, it was nothing was about talking about money. It was more, I was excited. I got the deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a couple days went on and my dad, I guess, gave up, you know, being silent treatment to me. And he's like, I hope you learned your lesson. (laughs) I said, yes, I did. Never have a conversation when you can hear. (laughs) And he just smiled and laughed, but it is like, he could not continue to give me the silent treatment because I was happy and I didn't mean anything about that. Right. And that's the same when we praise the Lord, you're praising or you're singing, just listening to Christian music or praise worship music and not to put it in someone's face, but if that's who you are and that's what you enjoy and that's lifting you up because oftentimes a whole family, like in your situation, all of the family was dealing with the problem Mm -hmm. you and your husband and you got that message but that spoke to your husband as well exactly exactly and that's what we want to do yeah back to childlike praise trickles down (laughs) it goes up (laughs) and it goes and then comes back down exactly it does something great for us so carrie on mobile phones so we talk about time the praising and I think there's a lot of time spent on mobile phones, a lot of time, just like TV, that we get kind of into it. Is there any idea that you have of like limiting those things to create the time for praise? Oh, of course. <laughs> Turn your phone off. Put the phone down mm-hmm. or, or put praise music on your phone. Yes. You know? Record your own voice praising him and listen to it on your phone. That's a good I, idea. I've been meaning to do that for myself. I haven't done it yet, but I've been meaning yeah, to so do Yeah, so they can use the litany of praise. Yep, yep. Fall asleep to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a wonderful way to, mm-hmm. to fall asleep to your own voice praising the Lord. Right. And, um, and then you don't have to worry about anyone feeling funny or not looking good or not there sounding you go. right. You there just you do go. it by your own self and between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, well, that's that's great. So, Carrie, thank you so much for spending all the time going through the Proclaim My Word. That gives us a lot to think about and a lot to go do. Mm-hmm. So that's really great. So would you now lead us in the closing prayer for episode two, please? Yes. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, even though I may question why it is taking so long for you to answer my prayers, I know that you hear me and that your timing is always perfect. I trust in your merciful love and I praise you. My heart rejoices in your gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. You, Lord, are my savior. Preserve me, Lord, for in you I take refuge. 
May I always keep you before me as I continue to praise you with a grateful heart. Without you, Lord, I am nothing. Without you, Lord, I have nothing. Thank you for your faithfulness in never abandoning me and for showing me the true path to life. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Join Carrie and me as we continue learning how praising God brings victory into our lives. Our next podcast will be episode three called Praising God in All Circumstances. In the meantime, please ask a friend or even acquaintance to join you in this Bible study. It's a great way to share your faith and help others be blessed. Until our next episode, think about what might be keeping you from praising God on a regular basis. If you're not sure... Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal whatever the obstacle might be and ask him to help you overcome whatever it is. Because as Isaiah chapter 43 verse 21 says, God created you to declare his praise. Remember, Satan will do anything to keep you from praising God because he can't stand to be where God is being praised. Praise drives the enemy away. Praising God means surrendering to his will. It means making a sacrifice. It means being obedient. It means coming out of yourself. And it means putting God first in your life. So make a commitment to yourself and for yourself that no matter what you're going through, you will always keep a praise for the Lord inside of you. If you want a deeper relationship with your Heavenly Father, then you need to do what St. John Paul II said and arrange your life so that everything praises God. And therein lies the victory. This has been Victory is in the Praise, a Bible study in partnership with Proclaim My Word and AM 1160 The Quest. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting Proclaim My Word. Just go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the Donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. This has been a production of AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio.